Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 293 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game and Academy Award nominees podcast. Tonight, Xbox multi-platform <coughs> announcement, question mark. Uh, Renee's going to join us and tell us all the places he's playing his favorite Xbox games. Uh, Sony's new PC strategy, also question mark. We'll put that in there. Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase. Bunch of announcements today. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of ports and remakes, right? Is that is that where we're at in the generation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was everybody else's takeaway also. And we have your PlayStation Extra and Premium Games, as well as your late February Game Pass titles. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster, Brant McKeeblade. What's up? <laughs> that probably doesn't hit for the audio podcast. Yeah, Brent is where to keep Keyblade in a Master Sword mm-hmm. pedestal. What was those called? Pull it, pull the sword out of the. What is that? Pedestal die. sounds die. Right. Like D A I S. Is that the right term? You tell the die. What What is this? What does the sword get pulled out of? Uh, speaking of pulling out swords, that voice you heard was Cesar Concepcion, our resident lore master and page master. Cesar, welcome. Hello. Cesar, where'd you pull your sword out of? <laughs> this is oddly sexual. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> was it a Keyblade? Uh, yeah, Brant's t-shirt is uh, Kingdom Hearts inspired. Join us for the pre-show. Before we start recording, what, usually 8 o'clock-ish, 8, 10-ish? For whatever hijinks lead into me saying we're the Southeast premier video game and whatever mm-hmm. podcast. It's been wrestling. It's been VTubers. It's been all sorts of stuff. Guys, this is news heavy. We have news heavy. Are we in a news heavy mindset here? Is that the route we're going to take? I've played some embarrassing Warzone. I've played a couple other things. Yeah. Uh, my child brought back single handedly has our all of our gift and brought back a long dormant franchise for some reason, and that was included <laughs> in the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> I'm looking at the copy of the case over there where they uh, popped it into the Wii. So. Uh, Bleach told me today, have them just pick something totally obscure and totally test the theory and see if, see if we get one of those franchises. All right, there's a lot. Let's jump into it. We finally have a resolution for the Xbox multi-platform strategy. Before we jump into the news, did everybody watch this? Before we jump into this no. news, you didn't watch? Cesar, no. did you watch? Hell no. Okay. I watched the whole thing. I muted the news as it was coming out. It was an awkward, unprepared, like, it was scripted, clearly, but it was an unprepared, like, we have to address this for some ungodly reason. And I guess, like, my hot take from the the Nintendo Direct, the partner Direct that we got, none of this was news. None of this was, like, groundbreaking news. I don't know where, I guess the internet steamrolling got all of its panties collectively in a wad and they had to come out and address this stuff. These are all legitimate choices and strategies. I don't want to, there's no, Renee City hasn't watched. <laughs> there's no like degradation of the platform or any, I never got the the thinking that they were leaving the hardware business. They doubled down on making more hardware. Just, uh, I guess we'll go through the news bit, but that was that was my take from watching it. Like, okay, this all this makes sense, and this is all kind of where they were already headed, anyways. I haven't. This isn't. This is, I guess, just coming out and actually saying it instead of 
slowly trickling out more content to more platforms. But it's not these heavy hitters of, again, a degradation of a pl- I don't know what that even means. All these games are spread across everything. Oh, let's dive into it. Let's go. Uh, this comes from VideoGamesChronicle.com. Andy Robinson. Xbox confirms it's bringing four games to rival platforms. We now know all four, right? Yes. Yeah, we do know all four. Phil Spencer claims the releases do not represent, quote, a change to our fundamental exclusivity strategy. They even, so this was one of those, it's not live, right? They just post a video and you can comb through it. It's already in sections, that sort of thing. So that's sort of what I mean by scripted. The interviewer was, she was kind of harsh on him. I think it was an Xbox employee, but she was kind of like mm. the hard, the hard-nosed journalist. She was she leading. the uh, editor-in-chief in IGN. Yeah. So she does know her journalistic stuff. Um, where was I going with that? But the the sections on YouTube even told you, like, there was a preservationist section. So I was looking at that, like, what exactly are they talking about? I think they've done a great job of making sure my discs from 15 years, 20 years ago, I can pop in and play. I think they've they've led the, the charge on that sort of stuff. Uh, Microsoft has confirmed that four unnamed Xbox exclusives will be released on other platforms. According to The Verge, these games will be Pentiment, which we have since confirmed, Hi-Fi Rush, which we have since confirmed, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded, which we have since confirmed. Only Cesar's plan, Sea of Thieves, on his PS5. The news was announced as part of a new podcast designed to give an update on plans for the Xbox business going forward, in which gaming boss Phil Spencer claimed the decision had been made to ensure the long-term health of Xbox. In the podcast, Spencer said Starfield and Indiana Jones would not be going multi-platform. In a separate interview with The Verge, the exec said he wouldn't rule out the possibility for these titles to arrive on PS5 in the future. I don't think, quote, I don't think we should, as an industry, ever rule out a game going to any other platform, he said. Makes sense, right? Especially with seeing the success that uh, other developers have with like with the one-year exclusive rights and things like that and going to PC, maybe. He also claimed the four unnamed uh, releases did not represent a change to our fundamental exclusivity, exclusivity strategy, and there was no promise beyond those titles coming to rival platforms. To ensure long-term success for both the Xbox and the industry as a whole, we must continue to evolve. Today, we announced that we will expand the communities we reach. We are currently in the process of bringing four Xbox games to other platforms. Uh, I don't think we need to read the rest of these quotes. You guys think there's anything in there? Like, you can read this article and hear all the Phil Spencer stuff. They're still committed to consoles. They're still developing new hardware. Uh, That player base is going to grow with this, they hope. There's going to be more people subscribed to their service. Game Pass is not coming to other platforms. What do you guys think? We finally had we finally had an answer, and I haven't heard anything about this since. And I did. I know everybody collectively kind of just shut up about it because it was (laughs) it was so much of it was so much of a (laughs) nothing. Yeah, I mean they had those games four games ready because they're coming out pretty quickly. Yeah, Uh, I'm assuming the announcements would have went out right around this direct would have came out. And grounded so, looks like so. absolute dog shit on the Nintendo Switch. I was amazed it's gonna throw yeah. it out. There. I'm amazed it got it running on there. I was like, wow, this is neat. Good like, God okay. Almighty! Whew. But sure. Hey, I if mean, they can get Blast Core, if they can get Blast Core running on Switch, I guess the grounded is fine too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, this uh, was. I mean, I, I don't. Think, I, I read into I don't know, what was that? I read a a poll somewhere that on YouTube where most people voted like this just could have been a fucking press release. Oh, it yeah. wasn't even that big of a deal. It really could have, but the, I mean, we were talking about it for weeks, right? And there was all this smoke and fire, and as as you get to the end of the show, 
and you look at the stuff they're talking about, nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing has changed for that platform. And they're simply acknowledging a business strategy that everyone else honestly is doing. They are. Except Nintendo, but even Nintendo is just getting like third-party ports. You know what you're getting with Nintendo. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a great first-party machine. And since the Wii, you're going to get a downgraded copy of everything else that might come that way. And I wouldn't be surprised in the next five, ten years they can go to PC because those things are getting pirated on there anyways. You might as well start making yeah. money off of it. So, Yeah, as stuff diversifies, you're right. You're absolutely right. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, not anytime soon, but I wouldn't be surprised down the line they eventually just do it. And they're like, people are stealing our shit on PC anyways. Might as well give them an avenue to get it officially. So, And why would you not, let's say, Master Chief Collection? You've had Master Chief Collection on sale for Xbox and Steam for 10 bucks a piece, right? You want people in there buying cosmetics. Halo Infinite's already free to play on Steam and Xbox. Why not put those on things and bring in that additional income and player base? When you know there's 150 million Switches out there, 40 million, it's, it's just below PS2. And then 60 or 70 million PS5s out there and 150 PS4s, <laughs> it, could, it could be done. That all of a sudden is not this crazy prospect. I mean, I, I, the only thing, you, like you said, the only thing we got out there <laughs> was those. They're going to start looking at the titles. They're going to bring them out there. They got those four. They said they're going to consider everything, even though they said at yeah. this moment, Starfield and Indiana Jones is not coming to any other consoles at this moment. But that could change in the future. And they didn't commit to like, oh, be if we do it, it'd be a year later. They gave no ramifications that way. Nobody comes bitching at I'm like, oh, this thing was like six months exclusive. This one's day and day. This one was two years. I mean, they're going to do it the way that they see fit that works for their business. So, And these studios are not, I mean, would you consider Rare an Xbox studio? Do you think like, man, when I think of Rare games, I think of the great shit they put out on Xbox. Uh, I, just no. think of, I just think of what I told you earlier, that Rare has never made a PlayStation game until now. So. <laughs> So what is that? What is that first one? Is it Pentiment? Rare? No, it's uh, Sea of Thieves. It's going to be Sea of Thieves? Yeah. Was that officially announced? Yeah, yeah. That comes out um April. I don't know that I saw that. I know you yeah. were chatting about it, but I was like, maybe they did something in that period G between Super Nintendo and 64. Geoff did a whole Twitter post about how Rare never developed a game for PlayStation. This is okay. the first one in 30X years. And, they, and then Rare came out and just talked specifically, like, we never made a PlayStation game before. This is our first time, and hopefully more to come, basically. Oh, we were talking about that last year or yeah. last week, weren't we? Were we talking about Rare never making a PlayStation game? And now we got more Rare catalog on Nintendo, and that's coming up later in the news. And I was like, that's a great thing. That's a huge part of that 64 library. They were already kind of leaning into that, but please, God, let that stuff come somewhere. I mean, they had a good, like I said, like Phil Spencer said, they have a good relationship with Nintendo. They they had to work together to get that uh, gold eye on there. So, But these studios, like Hi-Fi Rush is Bethesda, right? Yeah, Tango. Recent-ish purchase that's not yep. really the pc everything developer i mean yeah Evil was, within was out on everything it was bezda so it was always a third party <clears throat> uh pentium was a was obsidian they were always <clears throat> developing for multiple consoles as and well grounded, as grounded right yeah. yeah noted pc developer and uh playstation 4 games for years like these aren't these aren't tentpole Remember when Final Fantasy 13 came to Xbox and it was it was such a huge deal that Final Fantasy came to Xbox. None of this stuff to me feels like that sort of impact. It still is not. We heard all the stuff rumored about Gears of War and <laughs> none of those none of those came to fruition either. Well, I think but like I said, said with Halo Infinite, like that's an Xbox thing. It's on PC, so it's well, up. 
a lot of those rumors were stupid because <clears> they all said they were considered. Nothing ever said they were officially coming out. So, but what's not considered? I'm sure everything's so, considered. That's why I said sure everything. That's, that, that was, at, at, the whole thing we took out of is every game <clears> in their catalog considered, considered, but right. it doesn't mean it's coming out. So right. that's why that's what made everybody made it so stupid because they acted like they were going full third party and that was never the case. So that's I why I just, give, <clears> I just shook my head online. I was like, man, these people, man, I swear. So, and as much as I feel like there wasn't like super great of news uh, i think diablo 4 to game pass was my biggest ta- news takeaway i think that's yeah. awesome that's a great that's a great announcement that was like the the big yay that's cool but i will give them props for coming on and addressing this there was a lot of smoke and people were wondering and whether the angry corners of the internet were validated or not i don't know but i give them props for coming out and addressing stuff i like the transparency and it's business as usual. Nothing's changed. It's it's the same as it was three weeks ago, just without the the rumor mongering and everything. They make great hardware. That Xbox One is a tank, and everything they've made since that Xbox One is like awesome. I, I've said on the show before, if they made something, oh, they he, uh, Phil Spencer also either in this thing or afterwards, um, digital licenses like. Uh, games that you own digitally will start coming to xCloud. It won't just be the streaming things in that service specifically. That was... Uh, uh, it was uh, a DM that responded somebody yeah. on Xbox. Afterwards. That was, yeah, that was a couple days ago. Somebody yeah. Yeah, messaged him straight on Xbox and asked about that. And that's yeah. big, because I have just as many digital licenses as I do things that are available in xCloud. I've bought all those original Xbox games. I like slowly stockpiled those up as I go. It would be awesome to play those on the go separately from xCloud. So they're they're investing in their infrastructure. They're investing in their hardware. I don't know how you could leave that. If you're an Xbox fan, if you've decided to associate with a brand for some reason, a corporation, I don't see how you leave that and don't think, okay, my, and, and that's part of what they address with the preservation thing is we're going to honor that stuff going forward. We don't want you to build a library and then think that the rug's going to be pulled out from underneath you and you won't have access to that stuff before. That's all of our fear, right? We don't want to lose those licenses and those things we've invested in this platform. Nintendo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll happily sell you Super Mario Brothers again. And then remove it from the store on a certain date. Yep. And then we all buy Super Mario Brothers. My coughing wasn't muted. Everyone heard my coughing still? No, we can no, no, see no. it. Okay, you, you just saw you. Whew, wrong pipe, man. That was <clears throat> that was rough. Is there anything I missed? Is there anything else we have to rehash no. on that? No, and they're 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 excited to show new games at the June showcase. So if you're invested in Game Pass, if you have Xbox X or Series S or any of those, hopefully we see the rumored handheld thing. That would be awesome. I would love to have a portal type device for Xbox. I think that's super cool. Or get Brent to help me with Game Pass on my uh, Switch. On yes. My, Switch. my Steam Deck. Steam Deck. The other it's, S it's easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cloud-based one's easy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to when they... Uh, I mean, like I, like I said before on this podcast, Steam's uh, roadmap this year is to get dual OS booting, so you can install Windows 11 easily on there. You so did you mention be that. Able to play that way. So. You did mention that. Uh, Mermaid Saints, you heard the coughing. You guys say no. When, mm-hmm. I, when I cut the recording... I can clip it out. I can I can clip out the coffee if, if it shows up. If I have to. She just felt it. It was that it was that harsh. Oh, I've been talking a lot. Somebody tell me about Sony's PlayStation profit margins and PC releases. Speaking uh, of business strategies. So of course, after Xbox's uh, perceived debacle, 
Um, PlayStation kind of had their own thing going on. Um, first thing that's not mentioned in this article is the fact that they said that they don't really have a a big first party uh, studio game, big blockbuster game, something like uh, another God of War or. Um, What's the term they use? It was like tentpole franchise or something? Pretty much, like existing franchise. It doesn't mean that there's not <laughs> this maybe new something it, new it, IPs. There's a new IPs or, probably, but they said there's nothing existing. Existing IPs like God of yeah. War, like you said, or Horizon were the examples that's, they gave. So. That's exciting to me. <laughs> I think one of the zeitgeist moments of the year so far has been Helldivers. And even though they showed that off at um, State of Plays and things like that, mm-hmm. it is not. it was not expected to be the the zeitgeist, I guess, again, is the term I use for, for how it's taken over social media and just the talk of gaming right now is all yeah. hell divers too. So there's, there's a, there's a petition to bring into Xbox. I think they're almost at a hundred thousand signatures. Dang. That's good too. Yeah. Um, so this actually <clears throat> is, uh, Chris Scullion from VGC. Uh, and this is, uh, from a Q&A done with the Sony president and PlayStation chairman, Hiroki Totoki, uh, who wants the company to be aggressive when it comes to improving its games division's uh, profit margins. Um, and he said that can be achieved with a greater focus on bringing first-party games to PC. Uh, which is interesting, considering right now Divers is the only one that's gone in day one. Because they've put, uh, what, Sackboy on there, um, Uncharted, um, uh, Horizon. God of War. God of War. Is Ragnarok on PC yet? No. No. That's one of the, okay, that's a big one. Just that 2018. I think right right now, what Brand's going to say, but I think right now it's been a tier. Most of those been tier weights, I think. Mm -hmm. Which may, what Brand might say, may may change shortly. Oh, Change Last of Us Part yeah. Two was day yeah. one, right? That was on no. both. No, it's it not even not. out yet. Yeah, the first, okay. the first Last of Us just got added last year. That was and, like six months or something like that. Yeah, and they, I mean, all of them with the, I mean, they are selling, but they don't. From the sales figures that they've released, they're not selling amazingly well. People aren't uh, threatening to throw their PlayStations in the ocean. No. No, they did that the first time they were coming to PC. I think we're all over it by now. I was going to say, was this a big outroar at that time? I just don't remember it it's being... The same, it's the yeah. same outroar they had when Microsoft was It was, day, yeah. Day people were, people complained yeah. about it. We talked about it. Yeah. I think I didn't care then, so it didn't like stick out as being... It was in 2019, and everybody made a big deal about it. I remember about it. It's just, Like I said, it's the same thing when Microsoft did it for theirs, which was, what, 2016, when all their stuff was day and date, when they announced it mm-hmm. for PC? And everybody was whining about it and canceled the pre-orders for Quantum, Quantum Break. Coming from <laughs> Microsoft. Yeah. The PC OS of choice. Maker. So, uh, Totoki was asked why the games division is seeing an increase in gross incro- in income, but not profits. Uh, and whether there were any initiatives planned to improve the bottom line. Uh, he replied with... Uh, there's two main factors he wanted to focus on, hardware and first-party games. Um, they want to see cost reduction of the console cycle, um, which is 
extremely hard to come by. Um, hardware manufacturing. I uh, saw somebody really kind of okay. diving in today how the consoles are really kind of that last last bastion of this physical media kind of thing. I mean, most people have gone to streaming when it comes to getting their movies, music. So aside from Richard buying an MP3 player and, you know, those other people buying Blu-ray players every now and then, or maybe even going to Goodwill, picking up a DVD player or I saw a 3d Blu-ray player. Goodwill today for five bucks. You you don't see them out in the wild. When's the last time? I, I, I mean, every now and then I see maybe some some budget DVD or Blu-ray players out somewhere, but most of the time they're there's they're nowhere. And people have been like we talked about. There's several UK chains. Uh, Best Buy over here has gotten rid of games and movies and Target everything else. And Target is deserted wasteland. I, where did I go? I went into <clears throat> um, I think I went I went into a Walmart the other day. And they have greatly reduced their physical stuff, their their shelves, um, DVDs, movies. Um, but up on like vinyl no, records like and CDs. No music, but the ones it, I've seen. yeah, there was a little bit of, of music. They had a lot of vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot. ACDC is exclusive to Walmart. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> really? And vinyl? Yeah. Yeah, this Walmart exclusive. I was like, Damn, this specific okay. Walmart, <laughs> this specific Walmart. I remember them having certain games uh, for Switch and everything. They had so many; they were piled in the bottom of the display case. Yeah, I went when I went in earlier this week. I think it was that everything's gone. They have no games piled up. They have the big sellers that are up on the shelf, and that's it. And same thing with. Xbox and PlayStation. Most of the games, there's some of the major sellers. The rest of the case is pretty empty. Um, so it's it's just kind of just kind of odd to see that. And so when you have all of that, um, when you're a console manufacturer and you're trying to find these places that still make these chips, these drives, and everything else, it's a little bit. It's harder to come by, and the cost is high to manufacture a lot of these things. It's like Brian said. I think Phil Spencer said the exact same thing about factoring the cost of getting a drive installed. They're not moving away from physical stuff, but those are taken into account when making a console and making make it, make it difficult. I mean, why was Sony ahead of that by making this new one? That's like a if you get the new PS5 Slim Digital, you basically have the capability to make it a physical one later on. Is I that is that a just, counter move to that? It's just easier for Sony because Sony's already manufacturing drives from PC aspect for when they had Viola. Mm-hmm. And they, they manufactured their drives. They they have a company that they own that manufactures memory. They're they're single handedly keeping the physical Blu ray media alive because I sent you all that thing with the Disney Sony. Yeah, cover that. Sony, Sony yeah, cover pictures. the Disney thing. So Disney's been looking to get out of making physical media for a while and they, they stopped making physical media, their catalog releases within the last two years that have only done new releases. Um, but a lot of people were not happy about that route. So they, instead of them doing it in house, they ended up signing a deal with Sony pictures entertainment to produce all their new releases, starting with, I think a 20th century Fox film next month. It's all coming from Sony pictures now uh, for the physical so, media. And then they're also going to do their cat uh, back catalog. 
the only legitimately cash locked in the vault. Remember the tapes we yeah. would get? It's like you better buy rescuers, rescuers down yep. under. It's going in the vault. Going They're back literally... in the vault. Yep. Yeah. And they would do the animation of the thing closing, and the, the rescuers oh. are like getting locked away. <laughs> They're so literally secret... doing that. And I think I talked to Renee about this. Secretly, Sony's been streamlining that stuff because they also uh, Crunchyroll would, would make their own Blu-ray releases, and they just moved all their Crunchyroll anime Blu-ray stuff in-house to Sony uh, Sony Pictures now to do that. So they they're streamlining everything movie based into one location that Sony owns. So I think that's why there wasn't any anime releases on Blu-ray within the last couple of months because they were physically moving operations internally to the the new group. So it's like uh, they're trying to streamline the process to produce to reduce call uh, cost because they, they know it's a, ni- a niche market and but there's still people out there who clamor for that market and they still want to address that need, but to do it at a cost effective way. Is their so, mindset they'd rather get the subscription model from you than you purchasing a new release, Pirates of the Caribbean? They'd rather you pay the $15 a month for ad-free, 4K, whatever that ends up being? I mean, that's where we cross over into the Xbox model, right? Wouldn't you rather, mm-hmm. you don't care where you pay, play Game Pass at, as long as you're consistently plugging away, paying that 15 to $20 a month? Because it's coming to where they separate those tiers out. It's like... <laughs> I mean, they've already got the Game Pass core and that sort of thing, but it's going to end up being, okay, here's your, just like Netflix, here's your 4K streaming plan, here's your five concurrent devices plan, here's your 1080p streaming plan with ads. Like, yeah. that's the model, right? That's where that stuff ends up going. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, it should be more clear soon, because I think, I know they said there was an increase in Game Pass, but I think they clarified and came back and said that that was also including the core one, so they didn't know yeah. how much the premium service actually increased, and they probably think they didn't. It just was conversions from the the standard uh, Xbox Live Gold. Gold, but I think they do that so it's easier just to report one figure instead of trying to sit there and differentiate. We got X amount of people on Gold, we have X amount of people on Game Pass, so I think right now it looks weird, but I think in the future you'd be able to see better growth on uh, those types of uh, digital services. So, cause I think they came back and said majority of the people in Xbox is what digital. I think they said it was like 70% physical and 30% digital on Nintendo. And I think it was almost, it was like 60, 40 on PlayStation. I think they said, it said first party on PlayStation was 70, per, I think 70 or 80 or there was more people buying first party yeah. games on PlayStation uh, than digital. So it's almost, it's like 60, 40. I think there's like 60 physical, 40 digital. I can't remember. It might've gone the other way too on PlayStation, but I'm I'm still treating the PlayStation like I did, like PS3. I'm buying old school stuff digitally. The same thing with the Xbox. Unless I get a great deal on a digital license, I'm buying old school stuff or older titles digitally. I'm buying new releases or first party. I haven't bought a first party Xbox game in years, but yeah. I'm buying first party PlayStation stuff physically. I mean, if it's a good deal digitally, I'll buy it. If it's like five bucks or ten bucks, that's usually my go-to price. Right. It's usually older, like mm. a release, or it's a vintage uh, classic title, a retro, or whatever you want to call it. And you just, you're just throwing it in the stack, right? I might play this later. Or we're trying to support a new one, like Soul Calibur for PSP. Like we bought a we bought a license key for Soul Calibur. Give us more Soul Calibur. We want Soul Calibur two remade again. But yeah, we're, we're in this weird spot now where you're going to start seeing cutting corners in physical media because you saw, I mean, Limited Run came out and announced those Microsoft games are going to be printed by them. So yeah, it's not being handled by Microsoft. So I think we're going to start seeing more Microsoft going out to uh, other companies to handle their uh, physical runs. of uh, Everybody wanted a, and, and I'm OK with that because I'll support mm-hmm. those. The advantage used to be going to a brick and mortar store and either go into a midnight release or using trade ins to 
put down towards the next thing or something. And those incentives are gone there. So there's no reason to, there's no reason to not order online. It's, it's no different so, than getting from Walmart or Target or somewhere and just yep. having it shipped to you. The only the only thing, weird thing we'll come across is what we're we're seeing in the Ultra HD Blu-ray department now, where we have certain releases that are getting sold at high marked up and not marked up values. They're just more expensive than the standard one, like thirty or forty dollars for Ultra Blu-ray, and they're hmm. limited runs. They're prints, so you don't ever see them on sale again. If you don't buy them, they're one hundred fifty bucks on uh, eBay. Oof. So you're more forced to buy stuff that you want full price nowadays instead of like ah. I'll wait towards the holidays and get it up for like 10 bucks. It always is. So you're, you're going to start seeing that a lot in video games too. One of these limited runs too, where they're like, all right, it's going to be print. So if you want it, you got to pay the price now, or you may or may not be, you got to, that's a chance you got to take when you look for it. Uh, uh, after market, you may be paying more for it. So if you want it, so I fucked up with that Atari 50 collection, I supported on switch day one. And I was like, I'll get the PS five one. I'll give them two round. I'll, I'll double dip. I'll support them. I cannot find that PS5 copy of Atari 50 anywhere. It's not available anywhere. It never pops up on eBay. And now the second version of that Goldmaster series that Digital Eclipse is doing is digital only. If I read that right today, the the Jeff Minter collection mm-hmm. is going to be digital only. And their press release said coming to all digital storefronts March 13th. I think it was March 13th. Mm-hmm. They just announced it today. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it came out today, and I mm-hmm. I, I was combing that press release, looking up and down, and I, all I saw was digital storefronts and i was like fuck way to go for preservation so you gotta hope they've worked with limited run before you just gotta kind of hope that maybe maybe hopefully but then again they're owned by different operating companies so you never know things change so but they they seem to have a good relationship across those two companies so fingers crossed on that one and hi-fi rush got one and that is a game everyone needs to own i'm sorry it's available and everything now everyone needs to own hi-fi rush it's one of those games i'll buy physical copy pentiment as well um I, what I played on uh, Xbox was very, very good when I played it on Game I need Pass. to play that. Everybody raves about it. Mm-hmm. When I look at it, I just I don't get anything from judging the book by the cover, essentially. It's, it's really, really wacky and different, and it's one of those uh, titles that I think they could have only made since they've been purchased by Microsoft. I think they would have went to somebody else. was like, I'm not. They would have had to fight hard to get that release, and it probably would have been compromised. Like, hey, I'm going to cut this and this. Like, normally those companies, Obsidian and Double Fine, would run into those issues all the time to get something out, so. And that's something people that's something people don't look at with the the Xbox Game Pass catalog and things like that is is the safety net of Microsoft like they they just cut 1900 jobs it's hard yeah. to say that specifically right but yeah. you can gamble ever since the beginning of Xbox they've been able to gamble on certain things and take take losses like they lost a billion dollars on that original Xbox but they're able to gamble on certain things and maybe there's things that wouldn't get published on other platforms that that did end up there even though indies and online uh, distribution and digital titles and things like that have eased that burden, I feel like um, you're not having to buy 50,000 cartridges from Nintendo at one time, right? PlayStation broke that. And then we had digital distribution after that. But the way, the way we buy games, the way we learn about games, everything has drastically changed from what we've, we supported and grew up with. And maybe it's just that nostalgia lens that we have to let go of it's just not the same anymore Brent, i always think about Brent. it's heartbreaking that you bought that halo infinite disc oh my god it kills me because i have stacks and stacks of halo discs that at any time i can pop out and play a full version of any of those halo games and you cannot do that with that disc and that was like the tent pole franchise to me for yep. break these out and play them with friends and here's one that's just it's not I mean, the smart delivery system, man, is a gift and a curse. 
so easy to get your upgrades, man. It is. But it, it uh it it ruined a lot of physical copies because like, even that Pentiment on uh from Limited Run is a smart delivery disc. So it's an Xbox One disc with uh upgrade to Series X. Upgrade so. to Series X. Yeah, which, so I don't, I don't, whether or not every, which I don't think is a big game, and I don't think it matters. It probably can fit everything, all thirty gig, thirty gigabytes on that disc. But I don't, I, I'm gonna question that. Pentiment is thirty gigs. I, no, I'm using this example. Oh it's, right, right. I was about, I I was about to whether, say, what does that game turn into? <laughs> I question whether or not everything is on that disc at this point right. for Xbox. So, right, and I, I mean, it's all a gamble when you're not saying you're carrying a flag for a platform, but if you're to, if you're supporting physical media and you're having to decide between that right like did if i buy psychonauts for ps4 and it comes with a ps5 upgrade that's assuming that i'll be able to pop that disc in and hit a ps5 server and it gives me that copy right mm-hmm. versus specifically with psychonauts 2 if you bought that xbox copy you got two different discs you didn't get a smart delivery disc you got a xbox one native version and you got an xbox series x native version is that the solution versus like i've gambled Sure, I could have bought the PS4 version of certain games and gotten that PS5 upgrade. Like, um, was it Valkyrie Elysium? I think it was one of those. And that, there's a there's a ton of them. And actually, they've done a great job with it. But faced with the same uh, objective price, I've gotten the PS5 version of those titles. I mean, they, I think it's because of the physical media. They kept it separately for that reason. I think it was easier for Sony on that. And it's not, it's yeah. not very consumer friendly, but it was easier for Sony to provide it if it was a separate skew them versus doing a smart delivery type thing and is that going to end up being the better solution long-term preservation wise i don't know i'm gambling on certain certain purchases like that you know you just have to hope for the best and think you're making the right the That's right decision I, with that i would very less likely to buy a physical copy of a xbox game unless it's like five bucks with that smart delivery on there so i just got one in what did i get destroy all humans 2 reprobed mm. it was 10 bucks i mean but shit, i just look. got I just got Air Twister, that game you were talking about. That came I mean, in for PS5. I just got this. This just came in, all right? It's two games. Okay. Uh, and you look on the back, it's uh, two fucking discs. Each game is on each disc, not on one disc. So Two Ultra HD Blu-rays? Two Ultra HD Blu-rays for a 32-gig uh, game on each of them. So they didn't even put on one disc. Got two separate discs. So Probably worthwhile. Yeah, probably worthwhile. So, I mean... If you want physical media, man, I mean, you're better off going with Sony and, and Nintendo at this point for now. So and Nintendo's in yes. with those cartridges not being 100 percent. Sometimes you got to download like 32 gigs for uh, Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. trilogy. So, yeah, when the what was it like two years after the switch came out, we started getting those download required for these collections yep. and stuff. You're not getting that full. It's not a good uh, value proposition. Uh, Man, we so got that's, off on a tangent. <laughs> I know. I was about to say. So that's Sony imp- wanting to improve their PlayStation well, profit yeah, margins. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, so. Uh, Totoki also uh, d- addressed the first-party games. Uh, made it clear he feels that releasing them multi-platform, uh, which seemingly was clarified to meaning uh, PC, uh, continues think, to be the way forward. I think they said they showed a graph. It was that their their multiple platforms was what VR. Uh, PC, cloud, and surprisingly, metaverse. I think we're the yeah. ones who are listed as the different platforms they write the support right now. Which so. is extremely surprising, considering they hardly are supporting the PSVR uh, at all. I mean, they make that shit backwards compatible. And I just fucking found out that there's people to do custom lenses, man, for like people with prescription. 
Hmm. Uh, I can, it's like 60 bucks for me to get a custom uh, prescription lens and pop it in a medical S3 and not even use my glasses. Yeah. I was, so I was like, I was looking on there and looking. And they PlayStation have VR. VR2 also as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, Player One podcast. All all three of those gentlemen are be speckled, and I've heard them talking about it over the yeah. years. I've just never I've never jumped in. Yeah, I finally found a reputable one that I can order from. That's uh, not questionable. So sorry, you get closer and closer and closer to the Meta Quest. I'm gonna have to start. Uh, no, still not tempted. No, I don't even play VR One right now. So if I played more VR One, maybe. Yeah, I still don't got Astrobot. I still got Astrobot sitting on my backlog. Right? What what content could I be craving in VR and not? I got a shit tops Astrobot. I got a shit ton of PlayStation VR one games. I'm not I'm not buying a VR two. The only thing that I wanted for that Meta Quest four is to learn how to play the piano. I ain't playing games, so <laughs> that's strictly what I'd be using it for is to learn how to play the piano. I wouldn't be using it for anything else. Are we hoping for a fire sale on the PSVR two? Like what are I'm we? I'm hoping they stop come back and make a fucking backwards compatible. Is what I mean. With them, what I want them to do. So yeah, I mean uh, we want it to succeed, but. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, if it's like a hundred bucks, I'll buy it to play Resident Evil Village. So, so a hundred dollars means you're probably Resident not going to get any more of those games. Are you okay I, with paying? I, I'm, I'm okay with paying a hundred dollars. I can play Resident Evil in VR. That's it. <laughs> that's all. That's only worth it. For yeah. Me. But it. you'll get and you'll still get MetaQuest three ports most likely. You'll get those. You'll get that content still coming over. Moss. The next Moss will probably be on there. All right. Another heavy hitter. Whew. This thing's news heavy as hell. And then we turn that, we turn the easy story into the longest conversation. <laughs> I mean, it, it, look, it, it's like what Brant said. I can just shorten it for you. How, how much did they lose, Brant? It was like ten billion. They didn't hit yeah. their sell, They didn't. They didn't hit their sales target for PlayStation Five. They were short what, like three to five million. So I think they hit twenty two million instead of the twenty five million. Yeah, they're they're selling consoles and they're. They're they're selling a lot of consoles, but the thing is, they're just not making they're money. Making money off of it, and they're looking at the Xbox. This is the Xbox scenario, right? This is what Xbox is looking at. They said that their their first party first party studios or their first party games are costing too much money. So Way that's why too much. They're talking about reining in first party studios yeah. and trying to figure with, out how they I can cut cut costs. So they I even agree said, with that. They even mentioned something about Bungie. They said Bungie needs to be more physically responsible with their games as well. They they're starting to call people out like this new guy. Until I, I don't know if they're going to keep him or get hire somebody else. But he's that's basically what he's going to do right now until they figure out who the permanent uh, CEO of that uh, outfit's going to be. Mm-hmm. So right now he's trying to make sure that they don't sit there and waste money in game development and, you know, and look at stuff that might have to come out day and day on a PC or other yeah. or platforms like mobile or like the cloud or VR, or all those other platforms that they're looking at. And they may start doing that more often. So, and there's people that are uh, not too happy about that, of course, but I mean, he's, he already talked, he mentioned specifically that, you know, $70 games are already a hard pill to swallow for a lot of the consumers. So continuing to just constantly go up on game prices, isn't necessarily a realistic solution. Make smaller to make hi-fi rushes, make hell divers. I mean, make more uh, Prince of Persia's. Yeah. Make more of those double A games. I mean, it's, I think it's the time for the, you know, high quality double A games to come back. So. So the market will adjust back and forth, right? The market demands these sorts of changes, and I think we're really pushing towards that being a thing. So, I mean, so that's basically what the whole press release is about. It was just more bad news. They didn't yeah. hit their sales targets. 
their profits or margins are shrinking. So outside of Nintendo, who I think what is the number one company in Japan? Yep. Thing that came out with uh, money wise. So I mean, they got it figured out. So and that's pretty much the whole Sony thing in a nutshell. So yeah, I remember when we got a Sly Cooper every year, and we yeah. got a Ratchet and Clink every year, and we got a <laughs> Jack and Daxter, and a SOCOM. People want SOCOM so bad. That Battlefront, if y'all looked at the, we're going to talk about the Battlefront class. I mean, I was going to ask you about that. Are, are we all jumping on Battlefront? I never got to live that experience like you and Russell did with Battlefront. So. Oh, I've got them. I've got them both up here. Uh, uh, I don't know. Are, on, we jumping on Xbox. This, are we jumping on this day one? Because it's literally less than a month before they come out. So. They're both backwards compatible on Xbox. I've got them right here and installed. They're not online with 64 people, though. I yeah. also bought the digital copies. Yeah. That first Battlefront is one of my... It's in my top it's ten. A good ass game. I would have to put it in my top ten favorite games of all time. So are we? Are I we fucking love that game. Is this cross platform? If we're getting Russell on it, do we all have to? Buy it is it? cross platform. I'm asking you, is it cross platform? Are we getting? Are we getting Russell on this? Do we have to all buy Xbox? I'm about to say we've. Nobody's gonna do it. We've got to figure it out and and make a decision because buy, this could this wherever. could be this could be the uh, Warzone killer. <laughs> Capturing a command post. I yes, I will, I'm ha- I will happily switch from. I'm already I, hey, and then we wouldn't have to worry about. Oh, there's there's four people. Uh, now there's six six people on. We got to figure out how to break up our groups. We can get we can take our whole squad to Battlefront. Whole squad. And if it comes out, have y'all seen a price? It's like no. forty thirty four dollars forty four dollars. Really? Thing. It's thirty five to forty. I think I got to look it up. They announced the so, price. Okay, so that if it was like fifteen to twenty, yes, I'd say I'd get it on Steam, I get on PS5. We've got to find out exactly how <laughs> get that it works. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we can we can start jumping into the um, Nintendo Direct partner show, uh, partner showcase. Yes. That we've been kind of hinting around this whole time, and we'll kind of just hit through everything to to push through this. Uh, so uh, they did announce uh, Grounded. Which is the Xbox uh, title from Obsidian coming? Coming uh, to what? To coming to what platform? Coming to Switch April sixteenth. Ah, donate my Xbox. I don't need it anymore, even though it's free on that platform for me. Uh, well, Pentiment will arrive uh, Wait, tomorrow. Actually, coming to what? Uh, Richard, you're gonna do this every time. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, my it's, Xbox. Don't don't be that person. I'm it's throwing 30, this box away. It's right here. Just throw it, has it to be away. Toss it the trash. It's 35 euros, so it should be about 40 bucks for that Battlefront it's collection. Not, okay, but that bad. doesn't mean I'm triple dipping day one. Like I potentially may have it. 50 no, I, I, that's why I'm asking you. We need to find. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's cross-platform, so we need to find out where we're all be able to play it. So, on. I know so at, at the end of the day, Russell's going to be Xbox only. I I needed to get there. Hold on, I needed to get there because I was getting there before Brant started into the news. <laughs> Hell Divers has friend of the show Russell this close. To procuring <laughs> the, the PlayStations of the Cinco's. He is so caught up in the meta and the Starship Troopers and everything. I mean, Later he's ready. Helldivers is fun, man. I have I enjoyed my time with it. So he's got an OLED with a high frame rate. I, he would in, immediately benefit from the PS5. I'm like, I'll loan you Ratchet and Clank, anything you want to play out of my library, Final Fantasy 16, which I think is a fantastic game, but he really wants to play Helldivers. And if if Battlefront, if we all veered that way, then I'm fine with that too. But we do need to have that discussion as a group because it's going to take over a lot of my life. Go ahead, Brant. We interrupted you once again. Uh, no, I just want to play good Battlefront at the bullshit when y'all try to get me on the PlayStation 4. Ender Magnolia, <laughs> uh, 
Gloom in the Mist. Uh, this was one of my games of the show. This was a Brant game. As soon as I saw this, I was like, holy shit, this is a Brant game. It looks fantastic. Uh, summer 2024. This is the... Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. It's a Brant game. Yes. Uh, friends of the show and listeners, you know what Brant likes? This is a Brant game with a beautiful art style. Uh, it's like the bosses that you take out, they the humongoli, they become uh, almost like power-ups for your character. So think of like the wolf from Symphony of the Night when you would get that power up like that would be a boss that you would fight that wolf and then suddenly you would get the wolf or the fog or the bat from Symphony of the Night. This is a brand ass game. It it did look like a brand game. It looks good. Is it coming to everything else or is it just is this a Switch exclusive for some reason? I have not seen this one. Usually they pop up. Uh, I haven't looked into this. To Brand, I wrote this you... one down because I was like, holy shit. Brand, how come you haven't gonna created a stamp that you can stamp on the screen that says Brand Approved? Brand Approved? Yes. It's a Brand game. <laughs> Brand uh, Quality Seal of Approval or whatever. Yeah. Uh, next up. <laughs> the, Brand, the Brand Seal of Approval. <laughs> a Ranger, a uh, role-puzzling adventure. Uh, this is one where uh, you move your character and like squares and everything and like the whole thing kind of goes like a uh conveyor belt moves all at one time while you move your character which kind of interesting like, uh, like you're sliding you're slotting vertically and horizontally yeah it seemed like that necro dancer type game but i don't think it's to a music it's not like a rhythm to a beat yeah yeah great um, art style though we got another thing for uh, another look at Unicorn Overlord, and it got a demo today with um, more. What is it? A demo? I just saw it coming tomorrow. Yeah, not uh, all the other consoles tomorrow. For like yeah, for demos for, out for, now. I sent the demo for to my Switch. Demo, demos for it's Switch. coming out for coming out um, for everybody else tomorrow. PS Five and yeah. Xbox tomorrow. Which, as you're hearing this, it's probably out. This game looks good. Um, then we got a port of a 3DS game, Monster Hunter Stories, uh, coming summer 2024. This one was actually one of my, uh, big games of the show. This is Disney's Epic Mickey Rebrushed coming this year, 2024. This is this the is one of my favorite games. 11, yeah, loves uh, game. we, uh, it's it's just a damn beautiful game, and I know it was very well received on the Wii. So and it's it was amazing to see that we're getting a port of it. And this is also coming to not just Switch; it's coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox oh Series, okay, and PC. And same thing for Monster Hunter; it's also coming for PS4 and Steam. Was this oh a, okay. Was this a Peter Molyneux joint? Warren, it was like Warren's Warren, Warren Spector. Spector. That's who it was. I knew it was one of the podcasts mm-hmm. I had listened to. Because he came in with a pitch to Disney, and they were like, uh, actually, we'll give you the... He was trying to use some obscure license, and they were like, oh, actually, we'll give you Mickey Mouse to do that concept with. Hmm. It was a good interview on the uh, My Perfect Console podcast. Uh, this got leaked, I think, literally a day or two ago before got, it got announced this, here. It got leaked almost a year ago, man. <laughs> and I know. I didn't for, think this was news. Yeah. I was like... yeah. Uh, is well, I just to, is this finally coming to Switch? Well, I know they got they, readed like a day. Yeah, yeah. they'd been they'd been talking about it. Yeah. yeah, they'd been talking about it for a while, but it got it got rated 
the what other was couple it, uh, days. It, like Brand said, it was it was when the Nvidia leak. Remember, it was on the Nvidia leak. Yes, this it game was. was on the Nvidia leak. Yeah. And these games, the Shin Megami Tensei games, never drop in price. And then you've been able to get this one for like fifteen, twenty dollars on Amazon. Yeah. That's how you know something's up. Like <laughs> we have all we these are, copies. We're trying to get rid of them. We are talking oh. about Shin Megami Tensei Five. Uh, this is the Vengeance version, the updated. I guess kind of like definitive edition coming uh, June twenty uh, 21st. It's, they've done this before where they've, I think they did what four when they came out with Apocalypse, where they do an update of the original source game and that in like an after story. Uh, as Brant says, this is to be the first time that you can actually play this game that is not locked to 12 frames per second on a Nintendo Switch console. So <laughs> I'm excited about playing it on a PS5 or yeah. a Series X again that's 60 frames per second locked or PC because it ran light duty hole on Switch. Uh, and I advise people not to buy that version because I, unless they clean it up somehow. But this is coming on Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series S and X, and Steam. Uh, and just to let people know, if you played the original, your save data does not transfer over, so you're fucked. You have to start from scratch again. Oh, so. oh it's like a brand new one. Mm-hmm. I do like Atlas coming out for everything at this point. I love seeing yeah. Atlas stuff spread out across every platform. Well, they started seeing dollar signs. They're like, what have we been doing? Yeah. That's the non-heartwarming uh, gamer <laughs> take, Brant. Thank you. <laughs> they, they put a couple games on Steam. They're like, wait a minute. People want these games other places? Yeah. Holy I mean, crap. Brant, PlayStation Portal's up on Amazon, $199. Good for so, it. Yeah, Brant! So <laughs> Think of the Battlefront we could be playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the game we've been waxing about uh, poetically for... The, the past like 10 minutes star wars battlefront classic collection coming march 14th Almost this, didn't uh, graduate. uh these are the first two uh battlefront games the original battlefront games skip school to play this game and almost didn't graduate we can we can skip uh now we can skip uh she got the we can skip work now and just get fired and play these games i'm doing yeah. it yeah <laughs> Uh, next was a brand new Sword Art Online game, Fractured Dream Daydream, uh, coming later this year, 2024. Oh, co-op, uh, co-op's making a huge comeback, and I'm extremely excited for this. Oh, the, that Battlefront game is available. You can play offline co-op just like we used to back in the day. Yeah. The campaigns and all that stuff. So, as somebody who's been buying Sword Art games since the PSP days, this is uh, I don't know if there's anything new in this thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a um, port of the PSP one, so Brant can play on his PlayStation Portal? No, because uh, no, they've been ported over oh. from PSP to Vita. You can play. There's multiple versions on Vita. There's multiple versions on Switch. This is a Sword Art. A Sword Art Online game comes out every year. So Mermy is apparently a fan of uh, Sword Art Online. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad she is because most people shit on it all day long. So. Actually, I see Sons of Anarchy exclamation yeah. point, and now I see Sword Art Online with yeah. uh, <laughs> a correction there. Corrections. I'm like, uh, a, I'm like a friend of the show, Renee, who doesn't feel either way about it. And at one time, Borderline says it's crap. So, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy? Uh, Sword Art Online. People hate Sword Art Online. I'm about to say, I've, I've heard a couple yeah. things and it makes People me go. People fucking hate mm, Sword Art Online. Sword Anarchy about Online. That thing. I love Sword Art Online. I love it to death. Is it original? No. And that's what people shit on it. But I love it. What's the quick Reader's Digest hot take? No, 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 no. we're not going to go We don't have time for this? No. Uh, It it literally, the the whole premise of the story evolves over the time, but the whole premise is that these people get into VR game, and they get trapped in there, and if you die in the game, you die in real life. That's the the whole premise. The body cannot live without the brain. We talked about this before, because you went straight to the Matrix reference again, but no, 
Did I use that quote? Yes, you did, because it's the exact same thing as like, like the Matrix. And I was like, it's not like the Matrix because there's the it's a regular world outside of it. So it's just people stuck in a video game, not in an actual life simulation inside pods. So Murphy says, here we here's our hot takes rolling in. Murphy says, yeah. not excited for Sons of Anarchy. And also Sword Art is beautiful. And Renee says dot hack ripoff. <laughs> that sounds like Renee, yeah. 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 Um, Our community is spoken. We have uh, Gundam Breaker 4. Uh, it's where you get to build and battle your own Gundam. Do I have uh, to have played Gundam Breaker 1 through 3? Uh, I think you'll be all right. Gundam Breaker 3 is really fucking good. Uh, but this is just you building Gundams, right? I think this is the, I've watched yeah. the anime. This is based off the what anime. What are these versus... on? What are Gundam Breaker 1 through 3 on? Uh, was joke at first, I think it's a, on everything, right? They were, a, they were on a Vita. The, I think 1 and 2 were a Vita games. And then 3 was the one that came on like Vita and PS4. And then they kind of started spreading them out. Because I think there's like new Gundam Breaker, which came out on everything after that. And it's a lot of weird ones coming in, in between there. So this is like a like a, one of those bi-yearly type games. So, But Gundam Breaker 3 was really fucking good. I'm glad to see that they're coming back to it. So I don't know why they skipped Xbox this time. This is coming on uh, Switch, PS4, and PC. Here, here's a uh, crazy game for you: Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble coming out June 25th. So I thought this will have sort a of 16 player, 16 player um, multiplayer modes. It's a brand new game. I thought it was 200 a, courses. Yeah, I thought it was a retread of sorts. Like no, what they've been doing for the past 10 years. This it's is a brand though. new one. Mm-hmm. I think so far this has only been announced for Switch. So yeah. Hopefully it's geared towards, so, a quick overview of the Super Monkey Ball franchise. It was an arcade thing, and then it, it launched on GameCube, and then they started porting it everywhere. Mm-hmm. But everyone hates all the versions outside of the GameCube because of the analog controls on the GameCube controller. So they've never been able to really reproduce that yeah. sort of tactile. Didn't, didn't Traveler's Tales try to do that weird thing with it, and they made it like some other thing with it? Super Monkey Ball Adventure? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, where they were like, oh, we're going to bring in this weird direction and that everybody seems to forget and buried in the closet somewhere in the PS2, back there. Yeah, PS2, GameCube, and PSP, I think, for those. Now Travel, now travel still just make uh, like Lego games Lego. for Warner Brothers. Yeah. Lego Factory. <laughs> hey, more Super Monkey Ball. It's a popular hey. franchise. Yeah. And Brand- still has been 20 years later. Tell me about this WiiWare game that we're finally getting a sequel about. <laughs> World of Goo <laughs> 2, coming May 23rd and it's going to be a console exclusive has there never been another world of goo on anything else outside of WiiWare? that's like the first i thought WiiWare for sure game, right? it did somewhere else yeah that's like one of the first or the first right yeah that was one of the big like indie that indie push yeah you can download it straight to your system and we uh, all next play up, sonic the hedgehog instead next up was fantasy life the girl who steals time <laughs> october 10th uh, this just looks like um, Animal Crossing, but with also like fantasy battling elements to it. Uh, there's also four-player co-op. Yay! Yay! Another crab's treasure coming April 25th. This was a Souls-like. I had to look at it twice. I was like, they make a Souls game based on SpongeBob? And I was like, oh, this is not the right crab. No. Like, it was okay, so SpongeBob looking. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, thought, I had to look twice. I was like, is this SpongeBob? You play no. as a hermit crab trying to get his original shell back. Uh, and he constantly picks up like pieces of trash and debris to be his new shell, which uh, give him like different abilities. Very um, cool game mechanic. It looks good. Oh, this came out today. Speaking yeah. of looking good, damn! Yeah, I know yeah. we're all excited. Penny's Big Breakaway. Uh, this is a very like Sega Saturn, like upgraded looking game. Mm-hmm. 
it, from the makers of Sonic oh, Mania. And, uh, yeah. Richard, you saw you saw them online too. They said the was it PS5, Xbox Series ones are 4K 120. Just to let you know. I might be. I was thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking about Steam Deck because Digital yeah, Foundry's been on this. They said. Uh, they said. They said Steam Deck is stuck at 90 90 frames per second. But they said mm-hmm. uh, it's 120 on the consoles on the new uh, current gen consoles. Just FYI, Damn. 4K Physical copy yet or only digital still? It's probably it's digital only, but I'm sure it's a matter of time. I think it's 29 bucks. So. Have we said the name yet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Excited about it. Said the name first. So. Uh, Penny Hardaway's big breakaway. Yep. Exactly right. The basketball. <laughs> basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that immediately. Yes. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Breakaway is definitely you, a basketball. You, you, you literally described a Super Nintendo game I could have possibly owned if I looked. For yeah. It. So. <laughs> the, the highly, the highly uh, anticipated follow-up <laughs> to Michael Jordan's adventure in the Battle of the Windy City, whatever they called that thing. <laughs> What's I'm not gonna get off topic, but is that what was that a fucking beat 'em up or something like that? That wasn't a basketball yes. game, right? And okay. it was uh, it was what's her name's first game, the Uncharted Lady. Uh, Amy Hennig. Amy right? Yes, yeah. it was Amy Hennig's first game. Yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deep cut. No, it looks it looks amazing. As Brant said, imagine a Sega Saturn game, but like like the a Sonic Sega, game. like a good platforming Sega Saturn game outside a of Nights. Sonic game. We should have got on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As they were trying to constantly figure out what 3D Sonic looked like, like the de- the design definitely looks very Sega Saturn, but it it the at least the resolution looks a lot more smoothed out, a lot nicer. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like you literally you see nights. you see yeah you see dots, you see gems, you see like these big old rings and stuff that you can fly through, like knights in the trailer, and Brand, it looks damn good. Brand, you said it perfectly. You look at it, it's a Sega Saturn game. That's what it is. It's a modern-day Sega like, Saturn game. It's, it's like a modern-day Sega Saturn game. That's what it is, yeah. So they made Sonic Mania. Are they not doing anything else for Sega? Because this is uh, kind of like a this know. is kind of like a fuck you, look what we can do type title, right? I, I remember reading somewhere about something where when they went and made that uh, recent Sonic collection, I don't know, they weren't asked to come back or something like that. I can't remember what it was, and this is why they made this. It was something to yeah. that extent where they're like, yeah... It would. It, it wasn't like a fuck you to like Sega, or it was like, yeah, we didn't have any part with this, unfortunately, or blah blah blah. That's what he says. Kind of like a he, he kind of like sidestep it. Like they weren't asked to do anything more with Sonic at that point, and so they so went a subtle fuck it. you, basically. Yeah, I mean it will be when this game sells uh, Game Busters. So it's gonna it probably be will. yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people were excited about this, and they were like asking. It's thirty bucks on PS5 yeah. and Xbox and yeah, Switch. Yeah. It might be, it may be cheaper if it with PlayStation Plus. I think it might. I think it's just, there's a discount right now, if I remember correctly. Oh, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. I, I get paid Friday. I'm jumping. Because I definitely want this game physically too. I'll double dip. I'll double dip. I'll buy the digital on PlayStation, buy the physical on like Switch or something. Like that. Uh, next up is a game that uh, Cesar had been talking about months ago. Uh, Suica game multiplayer mode expansion is coming. Uh, paid DLC. Uh, local two-player battle modes. This is like the uh, little fruit matching game where you continuously uh, drop new fruits together. They combine. It's um, I don't know. It's like uh, Puyo Puyo, but not Puyo Puyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's then Puyo, we Puyo uh, Jason, as you would say. Yes. Uh, Pepper Grinder coming out March twenty-eighth. Uh, demo is out today. This kind of looks like a um side-scrolling action meets Mr. Driller kind of deal. Looks pretty interesting. 
Um, okay, I thought this was a 3DS. It is not. It was an iOS game. This is Pocket Card Jockey. Ride on out on Switch today. I believe this is this is a uh, was this Game, Game Freak? Freak? Game Freak joint, yeah. Yeah, I think this came out on like this came out. I remember we saw this somewhere, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know if this was a port or oh yeah it was it was an iOS exclusive uh, sequel to that. I think this came out on the whether the Apple Arcade maybe or something like that. Yeah, I when think we so. first saw it, I think that's what it was. Uh, Contra Operation Galunga, March. 12th uh with a demo out now it's a brand new contra it's way, game it's a way forward contra game um then they ended with uh the last two announcements um all of these games are out today they're a bunch of rare titles oh, uh from the developer rare um so we have uh snake rattle and roll RC Pro-Am, Battletoads, uh, Killer Instinct, and Blast Corps. Before, before we go on, Brand, that was a, that pocket jo- uh, pocket card jockey was a, originally a 3DS game in Japan. So apparently, oh, it was a 3DS game. We're, apparently, we're getting these 3DS ports now in this generation now at this point. So because as soon as I saw it, I'm like, God, that looks like a 3DS game. Yeah, remember yeah, people so. crying about that at the, as soon as the Switch came out. It's like we don't want this on 3DS. We want the Switch version. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. And last, but certainly um, not least, uh, well, actually, it does. There are some uh, additional titles. Let me go over these first, real quick. Oh, yeah, the the, uh, the Rolodex of like, here's a couple of titles come out later. Yeah, what was that? It was like a sizzle reel, right? Uh, like yeah. There's thing. a Demon Slayer, uh, Mario Kimitsu Party. No, <laughs> That's what I yeah. saw. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a Mario Party Demon Slayer. It does yeah. look like a. Mario Party thing. It is. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Which I'm interested uh, in how they got running on Switch, but let's go. Uh, you looked at it, right? It is. I said running and say running great. <laughs> Propped it up, smoke and mirrors. It's like it's like, it's like grounded. I saw. Uh, I see running. I didn't say it was running great. It did look like a uh, PS3 game. I was like, damn, we're back to PS3 days. It did look like PS3. It was rough. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm kind of excited about playing a PS3 game on Switch. And then what is that? Snufukin? <laughs> Melody Snufkin? Snuff Snuff Snufkin? Melody of um Moon Valley. Valley. Yeah. That's just a weird ass name. Um it's just a bunch of words pushed together in compound. It it just looks like gibberish. Um and then of course, last but not least, <laughs> the game that Richard's uh spawn um ceremoniously dragged from the <laughs> deep endless ocean i have a library of thousands 2nd. of titles and two weeks ago my child was looking through the library and picked out endless ocean dive discover and dream for the Wii. for the Wii, a very obscure and dead franchise right would you say yes <laughs> And started playing this and enjoyed the peaceful nature of just swimming around and looking at sea creatures and all that sort of stuff. And here's a a brand new one with up to 30 players online and 500 species of marine life, including extinct creatures. I was like, holy hell, how did this happen? Were there two of these? I feel like there were two endless oceans. I don't know. Do I have two? I feel 
like there's an endless ocean too. Uh, Murray says Demon Slayer two. They're excited about that. Um, let me Everybody's like, what is this endless cool. ocean series? Endless ocean. Yep, two. Adventures of the Deep. There was a second one. I think we have the second one as well. Blue World. Endless Ocean Blue World. Uh, these were what published by Nintendo, oh. but they're developed by Arika. That title they're... that I saw, the Adventures of the Deep, is the uh, Peggy. The Peggy rating? Peggy 18. It is the uh, European version. My daughter will be extremely, extremely excited. Uh, Bui says, We Legend, Endless Oceans, and We with Two Eyes. I guess something autocorrected. Yes. That's it. Did you ever play this, Buish? Endless Oceans. You just dive around. It doesn't even use the nunchuck. I have prepared to get her the nunchuck out, and you just use the, the you just use the Wiimote to move around. And, Swaggle it. Uh, one of uh, their friends was like, this game's boring. And she stayed down <laughs> here and played it. She played it for hours. And she's done another session, so I do know she at least uh, digs the Endless Ocean. So probably when I show her that, it's going to be... It's going to be game over. I'm going to buy. I got to get the new Endless Ocean game. Oh, God, we're still not done with news. How no, late are we? It, it, well, thing? yeah, we're we're done with uh, we're done with that. We just got to get through these uh, game catalogs. That was a great partner direct, right? That was a bunch of new stuff. That was pretty good. Rare yeah. titles come into the online service that we already subscribed uh, to. The thing that was a little bit of bullshit was uh, the fact that uh, Japan got Mother 3 and we still never to get their, Mother 3. Yeah, added to their uh, Nintendo Online service. <laughs> so we have access to that. You have access to the Japanese uh, Nintendo Switch Online with your current membership. So Virginia, technically... Did, did y'all see that uh, fucking Simpsons quote with the Mother 3? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll what send it to you on Twitter. It's pretty good. Oh, it's God. It, it, like Lisa Simpsons running in the room with Bart passed out. It's like, we're getting Mother 3 on Nintendo Switch Online. And Bart well, wakes up speaking in Japanese about the year Mother 3 was released. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn. Uh, I was like, it's like Mother 3 released in September, uh, what was it, uh, 2006 for uh, Game Boy Advance. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. 2006 uh, for Game Boy Advance. It's all in Japanese. It's funny. They're, yeah. they're, all, they're all excited. We got Mother Switch 3 online. <laughs> Jeez. That, if they, if they ever. going to get it, right? I was about to say, if they ever give it to us, because they just got Goldeneye over there, which never released over there. If If we ever get it. That's how it's going to be. We're not going to get a physical edition. Nothing going to be special. It's just going to uh, be thrown I, into the uh, I, online. I am looking at a physical copy right now on the Game Boy Advance on my shelf, so I'm I'm okay. I, like I Earthbound Zero for Wii yeah. U that we got right. I just uh I just sent it to you guys if you want to look at the little. I cool see. Thing. Uh but yeah, so did we end up finishing the Nintendo thing? Yes, did, Nintendo is is done. What do you think, yeah, so, Cesar? What was your what was your takes on it? It was all right. Uh, they, they announced another game, uh, Japanese game, like a RPG, uh, that uh, it's coming from Fuyu Entertainment that looked pretty good. Uh, which I'm assuming we'll eventually get over here at some point. I think it's coming on PS4, PS5, and Switch as well. What was so, the guitar thing I saw announced in the Japanese show? Uh, I, I wanted to look at it some more. I think they uh, they announced a couple things in the Japanese show that I had to look at and see what exactly it entails too. But I saw the tweet pop up and I never actually got a chance to look at it and see what it does. So. I felt like I saw a guitar that was like a uh we what was that thing called ring fit adventure style accessory you clip the joy con onto like a guitar 
Yeah, I, look, man, I, I'm proud of myself because I'm looking at that that Japanese in there from Bart talking, and I can read all that shit, and I know what's going on. So. Good. <laughs> there you go. I, I'm looking at it, I like, I understand the joke. It pays off. So Flexing, flexing your Japanese knowledge for hey, us. Hey, man, as many hours as I put into it, it's finally paying off. Hey, man. All right, I'm going to go through these PlayStation Plus games. This is your PlayStation Plus game catalog for February. Uh, these are the extra and premium titles. Extra and premium titles. We already had the regular ones, which was Foam Stars. And the others. And those other two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Need for Speed Unbound. The Outer World Spacer's Choice Edition. Tales of Arise. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Lego Worlds. Lego Jurassic World. Rogue Book. Rogue Lords. <laughs> it's the Rogue Games. The Rogue Collection. We get Rogue Spear next. Tales of Zestiria. And for PlayStation Premium, you get Resistance Retribution, the PSP title. And Tales of Symphonia. That is a weird... There's a weird graphic underneath Resistance Retribution. It looks like Jet Moto or something. Yeah, it's Jet Moto 2. Oh, okay. That... that bit did not even pop up for me it just yeah. goes straight to tales of symphonia uh jet moto 2 that's awesome tales of symphonia for ps4 ps5 and tales of vesperia for and, ps4 and ps5 and i played and i played jet moto 2 for like an hour last night and i'm like this game is still not good <laughs> you're not a jet moto fan <laughs> i played one for like an hour i was like Damn. what i don't remember i remember playing this in the demo a lot i was like i remember having fun with this it's like i, I was like no, maybe two is better i was like ah, two is not better skip two go to three uh, just yeah, like Castlevania, yeah, and Zelda, and Super Mario Brothers. Sure, I'll throw it out there. I don't know. I like you. I like Super Mario Brothers USA. Usa, Super Mario Brothers Usa. Last but not least, your Game Pass games. I'll pound through these real quick. Available today: Return to Grace for cloud console and PC, Tales of Arise for cloud console and PC. Coming soon, Bluey the video game. That's supposed to have easy achievements, so people are joking about. Uh, everybody's going to be playing Bluey the game. Uh, Maneater. I feel like this has been available in everything yeah. forever. I don't know, man. I just think of Hall of Notes every time I say that. Sing some for us, Yeah. No. She's a man-eater. <laughs> Speaking of man-eaters, uh, Madden NFL 24 is coming to Cloud and EA Play on February 27th. Indivisible. It's like a RPG making a return to Game Pass Library. Space Engineers for Cloud Console and PC on February 29th. That is a made-up date. Do not adhere to February 29th. That doesn't exist. Warhammer 40K Bolt Gun is coming March 5th to Cloud Console uh, and PC. I, I, both of you guys have Game Pass, right? Yep. Yes. I both want you to download and play Bolt Gun. Bolt Gun is very good. It's very good. Uh, it, is, it is like a fucking 90s like Duke Nukem type game. It's done very well. Hmm. About a month ago, Russell and like a uh, friend of the show, Russell well, and I went yeah. to an actual Warhammer shop where they sold yeah. all the little miniatures and the game boards and everything. And I was like, this is definitely not something I can collect. This will be another hobby on top of hobbies. Just yeah. just play this game. It's it's it's, it's not shit's not cheap. Yeah, yeah, we'll download this one. No, it's it's not. Uh, in case you missed it, Diablo 4 is coming to Game Pass on March 28th. Did they say whether that's Game Pass core and above? Or I don't think it's core. Tier? It's yeah, everybody it else, think- though. I think I would say core on it there. I say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DLC updates for Microsoft Flight Simulator. You get the Dune expansion. So a friend of the show, Sly, will be interested in that. Uh, there's a few Xbox Game Pass Ultimate perks. And then leaving February 29th to Game Pass, Madden NFL 22. 
God, God, God bless Microsoft Flight Simulator. The only thing you can fly in the world of Dune that's is that dragonfly looking thing. Ornithopter. Then you said to get the fucking sandworms coming at your ass. I'm like, this doesn't look anything like Earth, but let's go. You know, it is an ornithopter. <laughs> Have y'all seen that first Dune movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah, not bad. Good. Yeah, it's that director. I love that director, man. Go uh, get that popcorn bucket. Dune Two has a uh, Rotten Tomatoes of like 97 right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ornithopter, yep, as you guys mentioned. Uh, and leaving Game Pass is Madden NFL 22 and Soul Hackers 2. I think I feel like those have been on the service for quite some time. Yes. I mean, shit, we're we're on Madden NFL 25 territory, so I think it's about time. So. Well, in August, but they're gonna start drumming up pre-orders right around the yeah, right right now, right near, yeah. right after the Super Bowl. Pre-Super Bowl and after Super Bowl, they're going to be drumming up pre-orders. Think we'll get Mahomes and Brady on the cover again? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> Could get Justin Fields as an Atlanta Falcon on the cover. Oh, God. I, I, I've you want deep. Justin Fields? I've been deep in the whole thing that everybody believes that Kirk Cousins is coming to the Falcons. So it's it's multiple analysts are believing that's happening. So yeah, we've been making we can make we've been making fun yeah. of him for so long. I don't want Kirk Cousins. I'm okay with Kirk Cousins because I prefer him versus Aaron Rodgers because at least Kirk Cousins owns his own stupidity. I'm not gonna say that because some people will get offended. I'm just saying he owns what he says versus somebody who his stupidity a, who weaves a gentle story <laughs> about what they really are trying to say. Oh right. So. I'm smarter than you. I'm not going to really tell you. It's out there in books and stuff that I've read. I'm not going to tell you where I got that from. Brand, I'm immunized. <laughs> Did you get vaccinated? I'm immunized. <laughs> Via, like, mosquitoes or wasps or something. Uh, games played. Thus commence my anniversary begging. I'm going to start anniversary begging right now. I played two games that deserve anniversary versions. <clears throat> Microsoft. Uh, one of them being Halo 3. Uh, we, I know we've we've run up this banner on the podcast before wanting a Halo 3 anniversary. Because, damn. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. And I realized that this year is the 20th anniversary of Halo 2 coming out. Because I sold that game when it came out. And it's already been 20 years somehow. Imagine that. And we got... Halo 2 anniversary 10 years ago. We were just as far out from Halo Master Chief Collection coming out as we were Master Chief Collection coming out from Halo 2 launching. That I'm not ready for that type of time gap knowledge. I hate that. Uh, Russell and I, uh, during lunch, my aggravation with Warzone has has grown tremendously, and I will not be talking about Call of Duty Warzone during this uh, podcast. We had fun with it last night. I enjoyed my time hey, with you guys. I won a whole bunch with Russell and Mills, so I don't know, man. Yeah, you guys clean. You guys clean <laughs> up. You guys can discuss that. I'm just not like as I've been doing it for lunch breaks and like downtime. We wanted we wanted something a lot more chill than the frustration. And I can't believe that. Why didn't I just didn't want that. So we, we've picked up a Halo 3 campaign starting that from the beginning where uh Master Chief falls crashing to Earth off of the... You have to have read the comic in between Halo 2 and Halo 3. You have to have waited four years and read a comic and figured out he was on this dreadnought uh, Covenant ship for two weeks and then he came flying out of it. But the netcode is still jacked on uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. So this was a whole thing with myself in front of the show, Russell. Um, I would... The way we were playing is that I created the party, right? And then I would invite him to the game. 
And he's like, dude, I can't play this. It's unplayable. So then we started troubleshooting his network. We restarted routers. We had him uh, lock into the five gigahertz signal of his routers, all sorts of stuff. And he was still playing. He's like, this dude, this is unplayable. It's laggy as hell. So we get online. We start searching. Uh, Halo 3 specifically has some sort of weird latency unless you have a perfect ideal network connection and conditions there's the way the server works is it's going to like make a hiccup to try to to try to bring it to sync right so i was like all right let's try something you invite me to the game i'll be the monster i'll be the arbiter you invite me to the game and we'll see if it's uh we'll see if it's the same thing and i saw it because we both have oleds we both have series x's so we were trying to rule out all sorts of stuff and I saw it, and I'm usually very sensitive to that, but apparently it was not as bad as what he was experiencing. So I just I stayed as the monster, and there's some weird lag. I'll have a clip where it's like eight seconds per frame where just something's blowing up, and I'm just I'm sitting there like, did everything pause? Is is nothing happening? But that that it, it's relaxing despite the technical weirdness of that game and how it's still not ironed out. But that's a great. It's a great campaign. I'm enjoying the music and the atmosphere. And when it runs smooth, it's buttery smooth, 120 frames. It's it's gorgeous. Uh, the other anniversary report I'm going to beg for is uh, myself in front of the show, Jeremy, fired up Gears of War 2, which absolutely needs an anniversary version. In Unreal Engine 5, I would pay $200 right now for that campaign in Unreal Engine 5. It's a major step up in storytelling art direction, character development from the first Gears of War, and coming off the technical feat that was Gears of War Ultimate, uh, the uh, the Coalition's first crack at uh, Xbox One hardware, um, the scope and scale of this is just is so much more. It's more bombastic. It's more in-depth. And even with that original version that we're playing, like we're playing the upscaled original Xbox 360 version, right? you can still see where they could sprinkle in updated assets and color and HDR and just all the improvements we've had over the past 15 ish years at this point, 18 years, maybe since gears two, what was that? Oh, eight, 14 years. So, uh, we beat the first act. So of course, Dom in this game is searching for Maria, his wife. And we does not know how, does not know how this plays out, so we'll be we'll be seeing <laughs> we'll be seeing how this goes. Uh, it's, it's, well, I mean, you, story. Yeah. it's it's a good story. It really is. It's a great story, and I'm immediately they 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 give you so much more depth into. I don't know if it's a mystery that they want to when you first in Gears of War the first one, when Dom gets um, Marcus out of prison. There's not a whole lot of backstory. Like, why is he in, why is he getting out of prison? Hoffman. He doesn't get along with Hoffman. Where is this going? And you just get a better sense of that universe right off the rip in, in Gears 2 as it's introducing more characters. Um, we did the level with Dizzy where you're you're on these big... So there's a, there's a new enemy in Gears 2 that's sinking cities. And we're trying to figure out... You know, we took the light mass bomb to the Locust at the end of the first one. We're trying to figure out why this thing is sinking cities. So what they've decided to do is is take these... Uh, big giant walker things like a AT AT type deal, and they'll shoot shoot these pills down into the locust horde. And we've got a place we're gonna head to called Land Down, and we're gonna shoot down in there and try to find the the best route to find Maria and also end the locust threat. Right. So it, immediately you have a 
the that's the second mission, I believe, like act two of the first or chapter two of the first act where you're defending that walker. You're on top of it. It's moving along the countryside and you're looking around and different waves of locusts are coming at you and the reavers are flying at you. And it's just it's so much more than you ever got in that first game, just in one one level of of content. Um, It's really good. I think Bleach is a big fan of this one, too, but we had some weird glitches. I need to try to post. Uh, one of the videos that he took, even, you know, this game's 14 years old and the, there's patches for it for, for some reason. I'm assuming it's like network stability. But he would get on the turret on this gun and all of a sudden his character was like sunken down into the geometry. <laughs> so as, as he's like moving around, as he's moving this turret around, it's nothing is lining up because the gun is like deeper down into the, the geometry of the level in the ship that he's not supposed to be at. And at one point, you can see his character hovering and, and Dizzy, the character, you're not supposed to see him. He's underneath. He's, like, piloting the ship. But uh, Boish is, like, right up, standing right on top of him holding this turret and trying to shoot. And we failed. We failed a, an objective to get across a bridge. And I think it's because it didn't recognize either where we were or where he was at with the gun. It was just, uh, it was hijinks. Uh, the last thing I'm going to touch on, uh, the Tomb Raider Remastered Collection came out, which is uh, Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3. Oh, Cesar shakes his head. What's he? Cesar's going to touch on it, too, maybe. Oh, fuck that game, man. Oh, fuck that game, <laughs> I legit, Damn. Look, I played that first level, man, and then I... I the controls are tank-like. tank, tank -like. And so I, I literally... Yes. There's that bit where you have to... With the wolves and the with the, oh. and the Kuma... And you have to like climb up the the tower and do those <sighs> intricate jumps. Yeah. Yes. So, I played for one hour. I I walked into the hallway and I turned right too much where the camera didn't turn and I walked into the wall and I was stuck and I couldn't reset the game and I, and I didn't save it and I'm like you know what I'm done. I couldn't get out the wall. I was stuck inside the wall. Damn. And no matter how I turned around, she was in there. I couldn't get out. So I said fuck this game. <laughs> I'm not playing it again until they fix it. So. So I made a lot of progress Damn. and then ended up. I tried to save and I re didn't realize I was on the save screen. You've got like a save screen and a load screen. Yeah, and I saved, load. I loaded. Oh, I, yeah. instead of saving, I loaded a previous one and I lost like 30 minutes of progress. I'm in that same first area. I think this is a really, really well done remaster. There are some bugs, but switching between, I was talking about Halo three needing an anniversary edition. You hit the start. I'm playing on steam deck. I, I ended up getting a cheaper steam copy than anything. And you can hit the start button on Steam. I don't know what that is, like the three lines, maybe. It's the one on the right. Nobody knows what any of the buttons do with start and, I, and select I, anymore. I still it's call them different. start and select. The one on the it's left like is it, select. The one it's on the right is start. a different name on every fucking console out there. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Share, create. It's start. No, it's start. Menu. It's the one on the right. If I say select, you'll know it's the one on yep. the left with the D-pad. No, <laughs> start no, select, no, Richard. We don't, want, we don't want those peers to come out there and tell about cross and X. That's all. God forbid. Please oh. come to me and I'll put your uh, D DMCA up next to my Spectrum one from downloading the Japanese film. I just uh, I usually give them an email address that I don't manage. They voice all your com uh, complaints there. And I'll never yes, that it. email is actually nofodcast at gmail.com. Now I'll give them a fake one. I'll be like, nofodcast at hotmail.com. Oh, man. Oh, they'll know that's <laughs> fake. They'll know that's fake. They'll start reaching out to Gmail. Hey, oh, I, well. I, my Final Fantasy 14 account still stuck on Hotmail. So. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot it's tied back yeah. there from like two decades. It's still alive. It's still alive. I still log in. My Hotmail account it just takes me to Outlook.com. So if you hit start on uh, the Tomb Raider Remastered collection, I've just played the first game. It switches between like the remastered 
what they've decided is like the the artistic vision of how that the mind's eye would think that looks right versus like, the pixelated it's like, your, it's like your halo 2 anniversary it's thing where you just like halo i yeah. fucking love that if that's in a game and you can switch between those i love it so much and For i sure. look at them back and forth and i just compare there is another game that i've been trying to get you to play that also does that too and you refuse what? to play it it's called I, I'm not kid. playing Alice Kid. I know where this is fucking going. I, as soon as <laughs> you, I you said what, I was like, here we go. You press the him. button, and it goes back into the Alice Kid from the Genesis version, and then you press the button, and it goes into the redrawn the animation. Boy. I'll play the Monster Boy games that do that, too. <laughs> but it's impressive to see this running concurrently like that. And it's got... I talk about Ocarina of Time 3D, but that's not as extreme of an example as like Halo Anniversary and yeah. this rem- this Tomb Raider remaster. Then I find out, I think we talked about this a year or two ago, that Open Lara project where they were bringing that first Tomb Raider to like Jaguar and uh, Engage. Oh, it was already on Engage. Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, that was the big one, was Lara Croft Advance. But they hired this guy. They were like, let's bring this guy in. He gives a shit and really cares. The Open Laura guy is like the lead producer on this collection. They hired a fan person. Y'all, y'all didn't read that anywhere? Oh. He's the person. He's the one they brought in for this collection. Oh, but yeah. they recognized they didn't shut him down. He just like, here's, he came out and was like, here's why I haven't been working on Open Laura anymore. And it's not been ported to any more bizarre systems like 3DO. That's the other one I was trying to think of. So that's. And I don't want to derail your conversation on there, but you know yeah. that's common because like they had you know yeah. Peter Durante Thoman, he spent all his time, elite, uh, like removing the Novo from all those uh, games on PC and fixing the like the PC ports of games like Dark Souls and stuff like that. And at this point now, the like the Trails games, they they like uh, Nipunichi Software America actually hired him to just port the Trails games over to PC. He's been doing that for the last five years. They actually said, hey, said so he's just doing this illegally. We'll pay you money to fix the shit and put it out here in America. Why not? So that's like that's hackers, a common right? thing. It's like yeah, it's like that's what people have been doing recently. Yeah, they just been like, hey, you've been you've been doing this like you're good at it. Here, just port our games over legally. So it's that it's version com- of uh, Catch Me If You Can where the FBI yeah. ended up hiring that guy afterwards. But uh, that's I, I should know that person's name. That's who they're using for this collection, and it is so awesome switching between those two. I lost some progress, so I got frustrated like Cesar no, did. Fuck, but that's... fuck that game, man. No, fuck that game. And you have to play. Damn. I feel like you have to play with the tank controls. Like, we laughed about it last week, but I don't think it's meant for that. Um, Digital Foundry pointed this out, too, and I, I didn't think of it that way until, until like, seeing it presented that way. But that's the way the game is meant to be played. It's a grid-based game. It's like a 3D Prince of Persia. You remember the original Prince of Persia's where you had to line up the jump exactly? jump out he would grab the ledge and pull himself up on the ledge like it's meant to be viewed in this grid-based 2d platforming style of movement you're not meant to have free roaming uncharted look for the yellow blinking area and and jump across to that like it's it's just not designed that way but i think this collection is masterfully done as cesar said there's some bugs there's some things that need to be ironed out the FMBs still look like hot shit, especially in 16 by 9. Those I mean, did, it, it, to it me, those look, did not get touched up. It doesn't look, it's barely touched up, but it doesn't look bad. I like switch back and forth. It is more blurry on the yeah. OG version. So Yeah, but it's, it is so cool. I'm nostalgic for those games. We bought a gateway computer many, many years ago, and that was my first, like, piece, I guess, modern PC gaming was uh we got that Tomb Raider collection and the Thief games. I know I've talked about this before. We got uh, a bunch of IDOS games. Yeah, we know with that, you, with that we game. know about your uh, love of Thief. So do love me some Thief, early Thief. 
And that thing had a DVD ROM in it, so we watched The Matrix on it. We were that household sitting around the computer, the gateway computer, watching The Matrix on DVD. Um, it's really well done, and I am done anniversary begging. Uh, we got a great one with that Tomb Raider collection. I think that's a great way of of preserving those games. I believe all three of us have access to those first three games, at least, with various consoles and TVs and such. But I was skeptical, and I, I feel like this is a reason I need to touch on it, is because when they first announced this, and I was looking at the art style and what they chose, and I'm like, I'm looking at it like, I don't know if this is right. Something is just off. But when you're playing it, and you see it in motion, and you see it's like the mind's eye Laura, and it still has that... It still has that engine running behind it, but with a nice new coat of paint, and it's—I think it's masterfully well done. And, uh, well worth the twenty-three dollars I got it for for Steam from CD Keys. Thank you, CD Keys. And I know a friend of the show, Renee, is a big fan of the old school Tomb Raider. He oh, he likes well. those. He he played the shit out of the, the Dreamcast one all the time, like the, that that style, Last Revelation, and all that. He That's where that I was going. I wonder if yeah. uh, Tomb Raider Chronicles and Last Revelation and maybe Angel of Darkness end up on yeah. a. Those are not well loved. Maybe they maybe the labor of love of this uh, person that helped with Open Lara and helped bring this game out. Maybe they'll maybe they'll come over and and help with those game those other. Was it Laura Croft fatigue at that point? It was like one every year, and they just kind of got uninspired. They killed her in one of those, didn't they? Didn't they like seal her off in a tomb in one of them before bringing her back? I don't know, man. I, I've never, I, I was never like a huge Tomb Raider fan because it always moved too slowly for me, and then I was not a big yeah. fan of the tank controls. So, so I think it, I think it worked out well. I know exactly what you're saying because you and I played the PS1 games what like ten years ago. When we were messing around with that and. We had the infinite screaming glitch where she was <laughs> screaming nonstop. Ah, she jumped uh, off the waterfall. Ah. Yeah. It just it just cycled the screaming death over and over and mm-hmm. over. But when we got that computer I was talking about, we got that Idols collection. Oh, Commandos. Commandos was another one of those games we got. That must have been a great deal. I need to look back and see if I see that in an ad or something. But I played it with uh, my stepsister, and we didn't play a whole lot of games with each other. There was a there was a kid down the street that had an N64, so that was my introduction to like Smash Brothers, and I know we played Pokemon Snap, and of course Mario Kart 64 and Glover. Uh, we played a lot of Glover down there, but Tomb Raider was slow enough to where two people could play it together. It wasn't super Twitch heavy where. You know, it required precise movement, and it, it does with its platforming. But the puzzles lent itself to where two people could watch together and discuss, like, what to do next and where to go and that sort of thing. And I have good memories of us playing that together. Um, And some embarrassing Warzone. But that is my – those are my games played this week. Uh, I mean, outside of Warzone, those couple of rounds that I've – we played in the afternoon that uh, Richard couldn't join us because he had to get ready for Gears. Uh, we won a couple of those back-to-back with some rando. Y'all cut the from, fat. You didn't need me. Which uh, I think we ended up doing vulnerable the whole time because we... Uh, I, I don't know. Mills left it on there. We ended up pulling a rando. He was a really cool dude. Uh, he's like, yeah, you want to... He's like, can I keep gaming with you guys? And I think uh, Mills sent him a friend request and yeah, he joined the rando, the party. The rando was yeah. a hit? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like that hasn't happened in so long. Yeah, yeah. He was real cool. Yeah. Because I think, like, one of the matches, we had, like, 18 kills all together, all four of us. So, I was like, it was crazy. Um, we actually won one over the fire station with no issues. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was legit. Fire station uh, dub. Mm-hmm. 
outside of the one we struggled just to have one that Jeremy won for us on Saturday night. Yeah. I haven't touched it since. Um, I did. T- we talked about the two murder one and talked about when I got stuck. I'm not going to talk about it again because that was <laughs> aggravating in the wall. I did it. I did encounter the same issue as Richard where you, it tends to put you to the load load uh, passport before it does to the save one when you have to hit down one more time to get to the save one, which is kind of stupid. And so I, I thought I was saving my progress like, hell yeah, I just got past this tricky part and then it loaded me like 30 minutes previous. This is not what I was trying to do. Yeah. I'll eventually go back to it once maybe hopefully they'll patch out some of those rough edges on there. Uh, outside of that, I think I've just been playing more uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, trying to get through it before uh, Rebirth comes out. Uh, I think I'm about like halfway through the game now. Uh, I was just playing on easy, so it's mostly just going through for the story at this point. And yeah. so the battles are like literally me, me pressing the button once because I'm like level 45, whatever. But I think that max is 50. <laughs> um, oh, you level up that qu- that quick on easy? I need to do the same oh, thing. I, I did. I did a yeah. I mean, but I did a save carryover from my first playthrough. So oh, okay, it's, it's like a new it's game. It's literally plus faster. Thing. It's new. It's faster for me. It, you have to start from scratch, so it's gonna be a little bit longer for you. I got. I don't, you. Ha- I don't have to actually play with any strategy. I just go in and they're, ooh, and they're dead instantly. So ooh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly that noise on there. Uh, some stuff I can talk about on there that is. Uh, there's some stuff on there that I forgot about on there. I I, I like. Uh, Wedge, Biggs, and Jesse a lot in this game. I feel like they're uh, more expanded and they give you more backstory. Uh, I, there's still a bit where you don't know a lot of those characters because there's a part in the game where you have to play in hard mode to get more of the documents lying around to find out more of their personal lives because I looked at it and Cloud's like, I've got everything I need. I don't need to look at this. And I was like, and when I looked it up, it's like, you can only unlock it in hard mode. I was like, fuck. So it's like, you don't get that huh. extra uh, tidbit of some of the characters in that room that uh, happens. Branch, you probably know what I'm talking about for a certain part. Um, I do like uh, how Cloud started out as uh, I think he was more straight laced in the the what the PlayStation version for a while until Nebulum, right? Until he starts yeah. to kind of loosen up, and then in this remake, you notice he loosens up a lot more quickly. So he's he, he like a lot of people like judge him like, yeah, hey, you're too too stern and blah, blah. And you see him like he's trying. You can actually tries and tries to reconnect with Tifa and stuff like there. And I think Tifa, I like Tifa. I think she's a lot better written in this remake too. She's a lot more likable uh, more quickly. So there's some stuff yeah. that I I, I kind of see the second time around. It's like, yeah, I played the first one, uh, the the original, so many times. It's like it's the Manchurian Candidate for me at this point. But like <laughs> like playing this the second time on on the the remake, going through it again, it's like I forgot about this part. Oh yeah, I do like this part a lot. So uh, I mean, it, it makes sense because you spend Midgar for that whole first forty to fifty hours. So it, it, versus the original, which was like what the first twenty hours probably at best was Midgar. So maybe that it's the first disc, like fifteen no. hours maybe. So. It's like half of the first disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I, you know, they they kind of melt that part on there. So that that was some stuff that I kind of playing through the second time. I've noticed on there that I do like. Uh, outside of that, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything I've really. Uh, well, I did play some Hell Divers, so I, I have been playing it here and there when I can get in the server. Please touch on Hell Drive, uh, Hell Divers. Tell Hell us Divers about Hell really Divers. Hell Divers is really good, man. It's uh, I think uh, right now there's uh two different universes like uh. Which I always think is funny because there's always somebody on fucking uh uh was it Twitter trying to get somebody to get onto the Mechon side because everybody's fighting the bugs right now but nobody's want to fight the robots and the robot ones are fucking chaotic. Those are the ones that, like everybody does those videos about. It's fucking lasers everywhere, man. It's like it's easy. Is that to get the one killed. you sent us with the dude getting like sniped out of yeah, out of the screenshot the, out of the screen? Mechon universe. Yeah, yeah. So I think those are the two uh, ones on there. So like the matchmaking is kind of broken. So it's like I, there's a couple on there I get with randos ever so often that when it does work, 
And the people I did play with are pretty fun outside of the one guy that just kept screaming democracy all the time and started killing everything for the last 15 minutes. But um, <laughs> that was the only weird one out there, uh, which he clearly sounded like he was a sick, like in high school. So, um, okay. which is fine, because I'd rather take someone screaming democracy instead of saying um, like slurs. And yeah, what well, we usually get uh, if we're listening to the prox chat on Warzone. Yeah. But I mean, each one has different uh base uh it depends on the mission so each mission is different so a lot of times you have to reroute fuel and then you have to keep uh so you have somebody up there and put a qt events into like a console to reroute fuel to complete a task and you have bugs all around and then you have basically your teammates are kind of make sure they give you the space and to get the task done and you can call these drop shipments where you do drop shipments and drop weapons. It's, it's like Starship Troopers. It's very much, if you've seen Starship Troopers, it's very much like that. You call, or like even like fucking I Halo. I need to watch it again. Or even like Halo ODST, like they do the orbital drop ship, uh, shock troopers. Uh, it's the same fucking thing. You summon people in that way. When they die, you summon them back like that. They just drop another person down on it, there. And y'all have seen someone said, hey, we had a concept for this and it was shot down. Um, yeah, by Microsoft. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, bunch of Halo, bunch of Halo concepts shot down. But Sony's pretty good about letting people make what they want, usually. So, but uh, usually, um, but yeah, I mean, so each one's different uh, mission-based ones. So, like I said, it just the difficulty goes up, and it's it's really more fun to play. I mean, it's impossible to play any of those level solo player, single player. You can, uh, but it, it's really impossible to get those completed because a lot of that will have you to do tasks where you can't sit there and address any enemies coming at you. So, it's really meant for you to play in groups. Uh, and like I said, each each planet has a percentage conquered so it's always clicking down to 100 percent and then once the planet's completely conquered it moves on to the next part of the universe and so it's like auto auto progressing so everything's different each time so like as you go into the map you'll see like this like it's like if you're not playing now you're kind of missing out because you miss out on some of these early planets and you can't go back and revisit those so like there's either planets further down in the universe which are uh different each, each one's different and so you see like a live countdown of like how many battles are going on who can join and as it goes down and out there it's pretty unique and different so Right now, there's only two universes, oh. one, with the, one with the robots, one with the bugs right now. But there's spaces to do other ones up there. But it's like you see the progress of the war going on as you conquer the galaxy, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then uh, I think the coolest thing on there is like I think when I'm on the planet, like you literally your drop ship or your ship is over the planet. And every player ship you can see out there in space looking around as all player ships. So there's a lot of little neat uh, details they have in there that they uh, they put in there. It's like each each one of those is a player ship. And it's like you see a planet with just a whole bunch of fucking ships all over the top of it. So it's pretty cool. So and it has uh, a cumulative meta. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. you were like fighting towards a common goal thing. I thought it was like yeah. per round or something. It's legit. They have you like fighting for democracy. Like you see the progress of the super earth taking over the universe. So and it's a lot of them are quips and all that stuff like they'll sell their own quips as they kill kill people and it's it's, it's the right kind of jankiness it's like a you know that fondness for um like Warhawk and all that stuff like that we played in the PS3 games this is like a PS3 yes. it's a fucking PS3 game it's like one of those PS3 multiplayer games that's why it's so popular it's like that yes. early ones out there that we have a lot of fun with us that's basically what it is I think that's why I enjoy it so much is because it's not one of these ones like they have now where everything has to follow like a battle royale or something like that's like the same cookie cutter one it's like one of those old school like mag and they're being applauded. They're being yeah. applauded for it. Those those type of error of so multiplayer cool. games. It's very it's done very well. It's a lot of fun, and it's and it's 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 a top tier game for thirty nine dollars outside of just the server issues. I think it's just because a lot of people jumped on there that they didn't plan to get on there because word of mouth, word of mouth really carried, and a lot of people yeah. were looking for a game like that because fucking Sony closed all the servers on all those other old ones. So how else are you gonna play it? So 
Otherwise, other people are playing Warhawk or are you playing the original Helldivers, which only had, I think, 6,000 concurrent players <laughs> at one point. So, um, which we all got on PlayStation Plus, I think. So We did. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I'll hand it off to Brent to finish out the day. So I am hopefully going to be playing Starship Troopers with you before too long if my copy ever gets here. I am usually a happy Walmart Plus customer, and I saw same-day <laughs> shipping, and I'm like, hell yeah, I will get this and play it Sunday. What day is it? By the time this posts, it'll be Thursday. I don't have this game yet. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be better by the time you get it, because I was like, I was able to get some games in, I think, uh, earlier today, I and then there's some people... For you on Apple Watch. There's some people who can't still get in games, so it's like, uh, I, they're, yeah. they're still addressing some issues where people are putting the console to sleep while they're on the ship. That's taking up uh, spots on the server. So they're, they're trying to patch that out so they keep those people out, so... Uh, there's a lot of uh, weird, time shady out. stuff going on there. Yeah, the time people out and stuff like that. They're taking advantage of the situation. So, but yeah, that's it. Go ahead, Brant. Uh, aside from embarrassing Warzone with you gentlemen, um, <laughs> uh, I played about 15 minutes of the uh, update for the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, cool. Uh, cause the update went live it today. Up the map and stuff, right? Uh, it opened up, uh, Junon. There's a little bit of Junon that you get. Uh, that's the area. That's the militant, uh, Shinra, uh, controlled area. And so it opens it up and it just kind of shows you lower and upper and kind of lets you go around. Um, you can go around. There's like. Uh, a lot of different enemies and things you can fight around, uh, or you can just go straight into the city. Like I said, I literally booted it up, kind of walked around and oohed and odd, and then it was time to do this, so I haven't really got too far into that. Um, looks amazing. And it's still, it it looks amazing. The This version, um, because I didn't do the PS5 update, um... I think that got a free update, so I think I downloaded it on, on PS5. But I'm noticing it more with this version. It can, you know, taken uh, using a lot more of the uh, the DualSense features and stuff like that. So, um, a plus. Some people hate them. I freaking love it. It's a game changer to me. Uh, I continued with uh, Pokemon Sword. Uh, I am almost done with that game. I think last week I had oh, literally, <laughs> I'd literally beat like the first gym leader. I've beaten all the gym leaders now. I am. You got that far through it that fast? Yeah. Oh this, shit. Uh, compared to a lot of the Pokemon games, this is it's a pretty cut and dry, pretty linear, um, game. You can get through it pretty quick. Right. Um. I went because you go through, you do all the gym challenges. And in this version, you do like a semifinals thing where you fight a couple people to see who's actually going to be the challenger to go through and and, uh, fight the champion. Not quite to the the full elite four type. thing. Yeah. And there is no elite four. It's from the uh, the guide and everything. It looks like I'm going to go through and before I fight the champion of the region i fight the gym leaders again with kind of like powered up teams 
uh, at this they're point. They're powered up, or they give you a boost. No, they're they're powered up. Powered up. Like they've yeah, they've got better stuff than originally when I fought them. Um, although at this point, my team, everybody's in the level sixty ish area, and most of their Pokemon have been like high forties, low fifties. So it's not Probably really okay. It's not been a a problem at all. Yeah. And I've got a pretty diverse team through various, you know, uh, various different types. So usually if somebody throws something up, I've got an answer for it. Like, oh, that's a flying type. Let me throw out my electric, you know, Pokemon. Or, so, yeah. You have um, a good uh, rock, paper, scissor formula going. Yes. Uh, so I should be finishing up that pretty quickly. I've got to get back into High Five Rush. Uh, haven't. Haven't played that. I just got in the groove of Pokemon, and before I knew it, I was at the end here. Yeah, I see. So, are you playing um, Hi-Fi Rush on Xbox, or do you get it for Steam Deck? Uh, it is on Steam Deck. Playing on Steam Deck. That's right. You said you grabbed it. And while uh, I'm going through this Pokemon, I was looking at what I did and did not have, uh, and I did not have Pokemon Ultra Sun, so I picked that up in uh, my games acquired section. That one's relatively inexpensive still, right? As far as oh, Pokemon yeah. games go. Yeah. Uh, and then I also picked up this because me and the family ran through this anime uh, recently. And I always like having a game uh, to kind of go along with it. And this yeah. is kind of a battler brawler. Uh, this is My Hero. Uh, My Hero 1's Justice 2. This was like 17 bucks on Amazon. So, okay. And it's one of those where... Uh, some people don't like it. Some people say it's okay. So I'm I sure I remember we'll, Cesar talking about that one. I'm sure we'll have fun with it. Is the game? Oh, you haven't tried the game yet? No, we haven't. It just came in today, and I haven't really, uh, really haven't got into it. It's a Bandai game, so is it a Cyber Connect by any chance? They do a lot of anime games. Uh, it does not have their branding on here. So okay, no, I think it's the same. Uh brawler one like they did the jujitsu kaisen one they just it's copy paste it's usually the same brawlers with different uh roster licenses on them yeah i got you roster updates (laughs) (laughs) skins yeah reskin and update the roster that jujitsu kaisen one is the one where everybody drew a line with because it's like it's straight unimaginative and it's uh, it's the same company that's copy paste the different ones i think that's why why everybody shit on that uh fans were done after that they were like Uh, yeah. And there, there is a new bucks? no sixty dollars yeah. for that copy paste now. And see, there is a I won't say a new version of this game, but there is a the most recent game to come out um, that's a parallel to this uh, anime franchise is like a um, uh, battle royale style where it's I forget how many teams of three. And you just work together and and fight it, but it's it's like a free to play thing. So I, I played that and I went around. It's the weirdest thing I've ever played in my life. I, like I was gonna say I, a lot I, of people were trashing on it and they were like, it's it's kind of weird and clunky. And I I was down so many times and somehow came back to life. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to explain. I don't know how. Yeah. To describe that game. So. Um. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I've been. Which, all I've been which, playing. Which is funny because Bram mentioned it because I think they literally, I think they said that they had, they had like 3 million downloads or something like that. They just celebrated something, some crazy <laughs> milestone for it. It was yeah. crazy. Did y'all get the uh, Banjo-Kazooie amiibo? Did y'all jump on that one? 
Actually, I yes. I, I did when it came out. So It looked good. I was thinking of stuff that came in. I, I had some random things here and there. but Yeah, Banjo-Kazooie is somewhere when behind the, me, actually. It's a good-looking one. When the Sora one came in, I'm done. I got all of them. I'm, I'm over. I don't have to worry about it anymore. My damn um, Sephiroth got canceled. I had I pre-ordered it through one of those things. You know, Wario always posts those. And yeah. I pre-ordered it when it happened, and then like months later, it was like, oh yeah, that's that's you're Sucks. not getting that anymore. I'm like, oh thanks. That's we overpromised for. Oh, like but, my copy of uh, almost said Starship Troopers. My copy of Helldivers. <laughs> I mean, you got $10 out of it, so you made profit. I feel like reaching back out to him, like, hey, you said it was going to be here Wednesday, and now it's Thursday. I get another $10, throw me another $10 my way. $20 game. At, at this point, they'll probably just refund you. They'll be like, uh, okay, yeah, sorry, it's not here. Refund. And it's, still, and it's still on its way. I would appreciate that. All right, is that it for us? You guys got anything else you want to It's add? on the same truck as your PS5. Oh, God, they just plugged it in. They're like, finally, we have a game to play. Besides <laughs> FIFA... Was it FIFA 20 that probably came yeah. out with the <clears throat> FIFA 21 launch with the PS5? They already got the ultimate team. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.